So do you think you're ever actually gonna go back and watch through like all of the Star Wars movies? Like the ones you haven't seen and everything? Probably not at this point. Like are it's you just up. fully a forward thinking Star Wars fan? I mean, yeah, because I like if you know, if my grandkids ask me where I was when the Death Star like I wouldn't you know, like, I don't care that much mm-hmm. about like the Death Star necessarily. But like I fuck with the new the new folks. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't know. Like I, I like being a part of like I like understanding Star Wars memes now. Because, like, the Star Wars meme community is fucking hilarious. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those, like, if the effects of a movie don't hold up by modern standards, then I'm going to be distracted by it. And How like, do you do with black and white movies? I mean, with that, it's more of, like, a it's, it's further back. So where I'm mm-hmm. just, like, I'm more impressed that, like, oh, wow, like, while this was happening, fucking, you know... I don't know, just whatever. I, I can't <laughs> think of an example, but like, like I loved Casablanca. I loved um, like the artist when they, mm-hmm. you know, when that everyone thought that was going to be the big thing for a second, um, right? And it was awesome. Like I loved it. So like, it's not that I don't like old movies. It's just that like some old effects. I just it'll turn me off. And honestly, like historically, I've just I know this is going to upset you. Mm-hmm. I've like not been a fan of puppets. So like, with the original trilogy, like. I don't know. Like Ew- once I saw Ewoks, I was just like, I don't need to see these. Yeah, but those aren't these puppets. Movies. Sure, but like, okay. Like I feel like the, the only the, puppet example in the original trilogy, apart from like background aliens, is like is like Yoda. Yoda. I guess maybe. I guess Jabba counts as a big, large puppet, but. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. it's. I would, I'm just thinking the little furry who gives a shits. So those, you're yeah, fully Ewoks. not watching Dark Crystal then, right? No, 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 those things freak me out. Like, it's it's more of like a, like a childhood fear thing that I've never gotten mm-hmm. over more than anything else. Like, I know it's irrational. I know that, like, puppetry, like, puppeteering is, like, a, yeah. like, it's an art. And, like, I do have, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I have an appreciation for it from, like, a production standpoint. But, like, from mm-hmm. an enjoyment standpoint, it just doesn't do it for me. And I, that, that's a bad reason to, like, write off some of the most influential movies of all time. But also, I've seen, like... Like I, I feel like gun to my head I could I could pull the plot of Empire out of my ass if I needed to. Like now, do it. Okay. So <laughs> we start off and Luke is going to Dagobah and no, nope. no no no. No. He's on Hoth. Yeah. And they're doing the whole ATAT fly around the thing and then make him trip and fall over. Okay. Um but then for somehow the Empire gets into the base. And Luke then goes to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets to Dagobah, Yoda is, like, weird and secretive for some reason and, like, just does not say that he's Yoda. And then <laughs> immediately after, he's just like, okay, I'm Yoda. Right. And then tells Luke, like, you gotta, you know, be one with the Force. And like, Oh, also, Luke crashes X-Wing into mm-hmm. De- The whole test is that he has to lift the X-Wing out of the 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 lake swamp whatever it's like yoda a test does. yeah <laughs> and 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 running with a backpack and yoda mm-hmm. in the backpack i assume <laughs> is this where the the first like little floaty training droid thing no pops that's up? In no, the no, first that was one. in i did yeah. yeah i saw that one because with obi-wan in the the hut. yeah <laughs> um okay so on dagobah i don't know what the fuck everyone else is doing 
I think no, Boba not, Fett doesn't show yeah, up until half of the other movie, uh, half of the movie. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what, like, Han, Chewie, C three PO, Leia. Doing. What are they all doing? Um. Uh. I'll they're not captured yet. They're not wait, captured no. yet. That's true. Wait, okay. I know that. I know that Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite by yeah. the end of the movie. How I'm do pretty we sure. Get Land- there, though, <laughs> is this where is this Cloud City and Lando Calrissian? Yeah. And the the double cross. Yep. This is double cross. Um. So like they walk into the room and then like <laughs> Vader's just there and they're like uh-huh. what the fuck and he's just like money and <laughs> uh, money and the safety of his people. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, a selfish move. Don't get me wrong, but it's selfish, but it's, it's slightly not like, more justified. It doesn't make him a bad that. guy. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't just yeah. sell his friends out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is this where Boba Fett takes Han Solo? And After the whole, he's frozen, yeah. Okay, in frozen in carbonite, the whole "I love you, I know," which mm-hmm. is like, like I've seen that scene, and that's good. But I'm also yeah. like, I don't want to watch the two hours surrounding this. Um. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fucking, I don't know what Chewie's, I have no idea what Chewie's, he's probably just freaking out this entire time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are the droids doing anything blown up and he, he carries oh, him, what? he carries his parts around and then reconstructs him later on the Falcon. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I, I did not know about that part. Oh, yeah. But, um. R2 and, uh, uh, well, R2's with Luke, but once, uh, they all get back together, it's like, he's, uh, he's, he's like, Helping Chewie with three PO and everything, and uh, word, they're just that like, must be like it's like all the little non-human side characters just kind of having fun. But all the minorities fun, in I mean, one freaking scene. out and <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, I mean, I mean, you got most of it. <laughs> yeah, like Family Guy and Robot Chicken and just other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, Star Wars is like a part of culture now. It's like the modern myth. So like. I feel like everyone has those things where they've seen the parody before they've seen the original. Yeah. And that kid doesn't always ruin the original, but it definitely is a different way of viewing it. Yeah, Weird Al definitely like <laughs> skewed my views of music at an early age. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I can't hear Gangster's Paradise now without thinking of Amish Paradise. And I never no, have um, been able to. It just sounds like the Ron's wrong song that I'm like listening to. Like White and Nerdy is the primary song and like Right and Dirty is like the <laughs> the trap offshoot yeah so i mean it's the cover it's the parody of the parody god how how far into abstraction do you think parodies would have to get to become fully original well that was like uh, two songs three songs rock oh really because jenna has a song and in like her movie or whatever and then uh uh weird al parodies it and they're all and she's all mad about it and everyone's like don't mess with weird al like he's untouchable and then she tries to release a unparodyable song so it's like already about pizza and stuff wait i and think and then he parodies it by turning it into like an actual love song <laughs> it's really I funny i think i've seen that but i didn't know that that was 30 rock yeah like i assume it's all like the not assume it's like Weird glamour. He's in like a wig. Oh yeah, he's in yeah. A, okay. He's in a blonde right. wig. He's pretending yeah, to be do it. Yeah. Okay. So I've, se- I've seen that clip isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to go back and rewatch Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock's really good. Yeah, it's it's so funny. <laughs> um, there's no real connection to Star Wars there, but I mean, there is the nope. Weird Al connection to, to Star Wars. So um. was anyone in 
I'm trying to think if there's any any like cameo crossover. No, I mean the only person I could think of would be like if Alec Baldwin had been in like the original I was trilogy say. or something, but no, he wasn't. Or like if he voices a character in the prequels. I'm sure there's someone who was in Star Wars who had like a cameo in Thirty Rock, but probably not because they were in Star Wars. I mean, Tracy Morgan was the um, God damn it, I the, I got the timing all off on that. I was trying to say he was the um, stand-in for like the stunt double. God damn it, stunt double for Palpatine. Nice. You nailed yep. it. <laughs> yeah, I totally nailed it. That was great. Yeah, welcome to Loosely Defined. Yeah, friends. welcome to Loosely Defined, and this is the yeah. uh, Star Wars episode. Um, woody, woody. Hopefully, we haven't entirely missed the hype or controversy train because it seems to be fifty-fifty. Um, if not more, no, I think in the Star Wars is completely irrelevant. Star um, Wars is completely irrelevant now. Yeah, no, we've completely missed the boat. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people would. Uh, we we can kind of start with that. I mean, a lot of people would. The fandom's in a weird place because. There's this yeah. sense that because of the... It's not even the bad reaction to the sequel trilogy because, like, mm-hmm. the only one that was poorly reviewed critically was Rise of Skywalker. And, mm-hmm. like, Last Jedi definitely had, like, some fans pissed off. But, you know, I mean, I, I would venture to guess it's not actually the minority or the majority anyway. Like, it's just mm-hmm. the loudest voices in the room on Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it's this seems to be the sense that because the new franchise was had didn't clearly didn't have a plan and the movies seemed to at least contradict each other in terms of like themes and whatnot mm-hmm. not necessarily continuity or anything but um yeah that 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 disney has no idea what they're doing with the franchise and they're kind of just going uh you know one step at a time which yeah that last part might actually be true but i I think people Mm -hmm. seem to have this sense that that's not how most franchises do it even the marvel Mm -hmm. movies like they have us they have some plan but i would like i feel like you can kind of tell that until maybe phase three there wasn't like the build to the infinity end of the infinity saga was like not really there other than the fact that like thanos was in the back was really just cameos you know like yeah he had like zero character development until he had all of the character development Mm -hmm. like like all you know is that he's there that he's mean and then Mm -hmm. finally at the age of ultron and credit scene they fully confirm like okay he's he's doing an Mm -hmm. infinity gauntlet thing but yeah (laughs) like but yeah back to star wars like i feel Mm -hmm. like the I feel like the backlash is so weird because a lot of the arguments that I'm seeing are like, as someone that is still relatively new to mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars fandom, like a lot of the arguments just seem so like both sides. Just I don't give mm-hmm. credit to either of you. Like, yeah. And there's so much anger and passion behind it. And like, I get it. Like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, like I haven't been along since childhood. Mm-hmm. But like for those that have, I understand this is mm-hmm. like this is the ultimate nostalgia. And they've been marketing this as the last star war so like yeah which which i is not true at all but like such a i that always pissed me off i was just like stop it you're not like I, obviously they're trying to get a similar like end game hype to it but yeah. it just like it's so clearly they're not especially when that yeah. same year they announced three more movies like in the next decade so <laughs> you know star i mean wars is ending. also TV we need show, to cast like yeah I mean, but that's like, the thing. I think the the other stuff outside of the films is doing perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So when people really talk about like the create the like wall that they're against creatively, they what they really are talking mm-hmm. about is the movies. I would even think that most fans who like hated the Last Jedi, hate the 
sequel trilogy and you know want it to kind of go back to where it was with Lucas like for the most part I would guess those fans are at least content with Mandalorian if not blown away by Mm -hmm. it um, like a lot of other fans were so and and, you know a lot of those fans are also the Clone Wars fans and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so you know outside of the the movies it seems like Star Wars is you know Succeeding with audiences, succeeding with critics, like Mm -hmm. obviously making and across the board, it's definitely making money, especially in the films. You know, I mean, they've made six. They, I think they, they think they bought Lucasfilm for four billion, and they've made like six billion at the box office, and that's before merchandise, that's before, you know, the theme parks and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, Galaxy's Edge apparently is like awesome. Like exactly, like like Disney has without a doubt capitalized on the purchase and are better off now than they were before they bought it. Yeah, um, Whether or not Star Wars is better off is still up in the air because, you know, I mean, even though I'm a fan of the sequel trilogy and a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff they've put out since, like, you know, those aspects of the pre-buyout Star Wars that I enjoyed, like some of Legends mm-hmm. was pretty cool. There's a lot of, uh, like, some of the games, like Knights of the Old Republic, Force Unleashed, I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but... Force Unleashed I, was I, dope. I th- still support the reboot that they did and I think that what they've done with the new, um, I, I think what they've done with the lore since uh, resetting it mm-hmm. has been more good than bad. And my I only agree. real, and, and even though I think the new movies, the sequel trilogy, didn't necessarily add enough new cool stuff to the lore to really expand it. I mean, visually, it's, it's such a callback to the original trilogy, unlike the prequels, which went in completely other direction. Um, but that said, there were still cool characters introduced, a bunch of cool new planets. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even just some things that maybe didn't weren't executed well in the movies still were cool concepts, like the Knights of Ren and uh, um, Captain Phasma. And I, I like how the First Order is, again, it's more the aesthetics that I get annoyed by feeling too similar, but I like that the First Order feels a little different from the Empire and the... Um, Resistance, you know, not necessarily being exactly the same as the rebellion because they're more of like a, um, you know, you know, because the republic was in power when the resistance started. So there's some stuff there that makes it kind of interesting and new. It's more just the overall universe, universe outside of the main characters, where I'm kind of like, we don't know anything about how this republic works, um, unless you read like certain books and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um. You know, I, I'm still I still lean towards the older eras. I don't think they've done a great job of expanding it timeline wise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I think they're set it, they're set up to continue doing some really cool stuff with the franchise, both in film and otherwise. So I'm not yeah. like I, I'm not at all pessimistic about the future of Star Wars, even though I'm not completely satisfied with everything they've done, which we'll mm-hmm. obviously get further into. So yeah, I mean. I think for me coming into it, like the, the force awakens as like my first, like Mm -hmm. the first star Wars that I like consciously went to, like, I know that I saw revenge of the Sith in theaters, but like, I have no idea how that (laughs) happened. Yeah. I I remember, I have memories of sitting there and being like, Whoa, grievous. Mm -hmm. But then I'm just like, I don't, I didn't see the one before this. So I don't know Mm -hmm. why, like, I don't know. Um, but like kind of jumping in now without really like, like we're gonna get into it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. We can get into it now. Shit. Uh, like I've been rewatching Clone <laughs> or not rewatching. I've just been watching Clone Wars because I've never mm-hmm. seen it before. Holy shit! That yeah, show dude. is as good as everyone says it is. Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny because it has to build on you because, like, the animation is kind of, like, and the tone is definitely, like, kid-oriented. But No, I was going to say, the the tone is, like, dark as shit. It is, but, like, the jokes and the humor, like, like, I don't know how many, like, have you been watching an abridged version or are you just watching all of it? So I'm watching a, um, one of the kind of funny guys put out, like, a a watch order. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've been kind of going through that. I don't remember exactly where I left off. I don't remember... Like I know but it that, does it um, skip episodes? Yeah, like the first episode he told me to watch, or the, the list had down was um, season three, episode one. Right. And as soon as I started, I was like, oh, this makes sense, because it's like the, the training for the the clones of like how they get all their nicknames yeah. and stuff like that. Cause I'd seen um, it, but is it is it like, does it actually like not include episodes, like skip them oh, entirely? I, I have no okay. idea. All right, yeah, because I mean, that's the main, like the thing is there's definitely these filler arcs or not even necessarily filler but they're they don't feel necessary because they're like surround like there's droid focused episodes that follow like oh. r2 and uh 3po which are much more kid friendly and typically have like you know more more uh humor in them and the jar jar focused episodes as well are similar in that mm-hmm. way there's a lot of like jar jar and padme go on like a diplomatic I... mission somewhere and then jar jar gets into some stuff um from the jar jar that i've been exposed to he's been not as annoying as I was like he's definitely toned down in Clone Wars um which is nice I I like that they actually try to use him rather than just shoving him under the rug but um Mm -hmm. yeah I mean uh, but to go back to your original point I mean it's definitely a surprisingly good show both in terms of tone and in Mm -hmm. terms of story uh like what they're like the episode we watched when you were here the other a few weeks ago was like all about like poisoning the food of like yeah and at like a school and yeah. like there was so many so much it was it was politics snake people involved. trying to poison yeah. children that was like yeah I it wasn't just evils for evil's sake either it was like politically yeah. motivated and stuff yeah yeah like and that's another like it's I don't know like to me it's like it's a kids show mm-hmm. but like it is so like I'm enjoying it as like I I. I like the politics of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, now that I'm kind of understanding... Because also, it wasn't until, like... Like, I was, like, a few weeks ago, like, at your place. Mm-hmm. Someone brought up the fact that, like, Palpatine, like, orchestrated the whole Clone Wars and, like, built yeah. the Clone Army and the droid army and had them fight each other. Didn't know any of that. So, like... <laughs> yeah. Like... That's big. Yeah. That's a big part to the story. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what made Palpatine such a... Like, I mean, the best thing I think the prequels did was show you just like the emperor was just like scary uh like warlock kind of dude in the original trilogy um and then like like you know he was essentially just like the evil um like end boss but not even like the end boss because vader is still like the one luke fights but Mm -hmm. the the prequels really show how he's like cunning and capable in a way beyond just like Mm -hmm. I'm old and I have lightning and I'm sitting like he's in a dangerous chair. on a galactic yeah. scale. Like, exactly, it's it's sort of like how I mean we brought up Thanos before. Like before uh, Infinity War, he had pretty much just been sitting in a chair threatening people, mm-hmm. and then in Infinity War, right off the bat, you see him both like intimidating physically, but also just like intimidating presence, being able to kind of like talk like like he, he was just as in, as impressive and intimidating talking as he is punching and killing yeah. people you know yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i think i think so that cool. makes palpatine we can get more into rise of skywalker but 
It, yeah, I let's think just it jump makes, in. Are we going? Okay. Can we do full spoilers? Yeah, full spoilers for yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker. Full spoilers for pretty much everything we're going to talk about here, um, with mm-hmm. some exceptions. Uh, but um, we're not just general spoiler warning for pretty much any Star Wars story right now. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about Mandalorian. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. Fallen Order, a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. So. Um, if you're not generally caught up on Star Wars right now, then you if you're know, not maybe generally back in later. Uh, funny. <laughs> that was good. Um, but yeah, I think Palpatine was such a good villain in the prequels. He was very mustache twirly in the yeah. original trilogy, but he just, you know, he was, he was newly introduced and you had kind of Vader there to supplement him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, your emotional tie to the villain is Vader, not to the Emperor mm-hmm. in those movies. And then the prequels, I think, you know, just fully expand upon him, make him this, like, super impressive villain in multiple ways, like I was saying. And then Rise of Skywalker, like, I'm not conceptually against him coming back. I'm not... I obviously am down with just more screen time and like him getting to play that character because he is such so good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even like visually a lot of the stuff that they did, like I and some of the story beats as well. Like I like that he created that Snoke was like these like failed clones. I like mm-hmm. that he kind of had a hand in a lot of this stuff. Um, and I don't even mind Ray Palpatine, um, you know, mm-hmm. other than the fact that I wish she was more of a clone and not like, you know, Palpatine yeah, fucked. That would be, um, <laughs> that'd be dope. But it's just that he he is, I think, at his most mustache twirly in that movie. Like just from from the jump when he uh, when Kylo in Rise of Skywalker. Him. Yeah, like oh, okay. I think I think from the jump when that when Kylo meets him at the beginning on what we later find out through like art books is Mustafar. Um, <laughs> uh, that, um, well, I guess, no, he's not on, he's on Mustafar at the beginning. That's the, like, snowy, ashy planet. Um, but I guess he's, it's, he meets Palpatine on Ex- it, wait, Exegol Mustafar is, that's is where, Vader's, uh, like, the lava planet, resting where, place. Yeah. yeah, where Obi-Wan and Anakin fought. Um, but doesn't Vader anyway. stay there? Yeah, Vader stays there, and that's, like, okay. where his castle is in, um, Rogue One and stuff like that. Um, okay. But, yeah, going back to Rise of Skywalker, I just felt that, his presence and his role in the story was literally just to like, you know, yell a lot of the same stuff we've heard him yell before, you know, strike me down. You know, I will be the most powerful. You underestimate the power of the dark side. Mm -hmm. He created this, you know, massive fleet out of nowhere. He has like, again, visually it's pretty cool, but like he has the crazy lightning that is just like, like <laughs> it's already like he already hams it up so much in the other movies when he's shooting the lightning, but just to see him just like blasted into the sky like that was like I don't know. I it was I I okay. wanted to enjoy what I was looking at so much more. Um, and then ultimately the fact that like they didn't really do anything too clever with it, it to conclude. It's just that mm. he died in Return of the Jedi, but actually he didn't, so he can just die now. Like it's not like. He had to be like, uh, uh, going back to another Marvel reference, like Doctor Strange. The fact that Doctor Strange couldn't defeat Dormammu, he had to like mm-hmm. trick him into leaving. Um, you know, like that. That's more interesting to me than just him. You know, beating him because he's better at magic or whatever. Like, and Palpatine. You know, got beaten the old traditional way in Return of the Jedi, and then he comes back, and it's just the a old more traditional way of getting thrown down an endless pit and of like getting exploding. physically 
killed, you know, <laughs> of getting physically defeated. No, I know what you meant. It was just, the, yeah. like, right, I just, I, I've seen a lot of the image, because, like, since, yeah. like, the internet has been very upset at, like, how the fuck do you return from this? And I'm just yeah. like, I don't. Honestly, that part doesn't bother me, because that happens in this shit all the time. I wish... It's not that I, like, the thing that bothers me is, is the same issue I had with the First Order suddenly just being there and having the power to destroy the entire Republic, like, government in the beginning of Force Awakens is just that mm. it diminishes the victory of Return of the Jedi. Mm. Um, like, I, and people say that about, like, Luke's character arc. That I don't mind because that's, like, personal failings. That's, like, but, like, they did nothing wrong in Return of the Jedi. They defeated the Empire. It mm. just managed to come back, like, later you know like it just yeah. it just happened to not actually be defeated it was like, like no you guys did all the, the right things gonna take different forms yeah exactly like like yeah. it's so it's just kind of harder to appreciate the end of return of the jedi now and the palpatine thing is such a big part of that um and again yeah i just i i wanted them to if they were gonna do stuff with him don't i, I would have preferred a call back more to the palpatine we saw in the prequels not obviously going so far as like having the two identities and everything because everyone at this point knows who he is but mm -hmm. you know they kind of established that he's been playing everything throughout the sequel trilogy but we don't get to see any of it he just says it and then Super. he's right back to return of the jedi sitting in a Comic chair books. yelling at people thunderbolts and everything yeah like it okay so it, yeah I, it, mm. I as i walked out of the theater i tweeted the best star war mm -hmm. and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, like roll that back a little bit. Like I, <laughs> like in hindsight, in hindsight, like if you really take a second to think about the movie, it's not good. But like when I saw it, mm -hmm. and this is not, I can't recommend this for everyone. But like, I saw it with a friend, and we got uh, Bloody Marys before that, and then <laughs> when we walked into the theater, we realized that they sold White Claws in there. So, I watched this movie fairly buzzed, yeah. and I was just like. Like, we were just, like, <gasps> the entire time. Like, just really? amazed. Just don't think about it at all, because you can't, because mm. booze. And you're just watching everything go down. And, like, as pure spectacle, it was, like, one of the greatest movie-going experiences I've ever had. Really? Wow. Yeah, like, like, in, I know, like in hindsight, like, when I think about things that, like, uh, like the Chewie exploding bit, mm. like, in that moment, I was not upset that like they did the whole fake out and cheap emotions or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was still focused on the fact that we just saw Ray use lightning and now I'm like terrified for the rest of the movie. Cause like, what if she sneezes and then she blows a hole off the side of the, like the ship and then they all die. Like obviously not, but like, right. I get what you're like, saying though. And like they threw logic out the window so hard that it became mm -hmm. like unsettling to like you, like I was so engaged the entire time. Like yeah. it was, I was more engaged moment to moment in this movie than I was in any of the other um mm. of the sequel trilogy for for better or worse like yeah. it, like <laughs> I can't identify one like other than the, mm -hmm. the chewy thing which like personally does not upset me mm -hmm. um like I can't really think of anything that was into like just stood out as like I don't enjoy this right now like mm. there were a few bits in in the last Jedi which like I enjoyed um and then you could like the whole argument of like the force awakens is just a new hope like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't affect me because i watched no. a new hope afterwards so yeah. like like i don't know with the rise of skywalker like and i i'm gonna offend 
you and others, when I say this, but I mean it in the best way possible as someone uh-huh. that loves like video games and, and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to equate it to destiny. Destiny's lore is so expansive and all over the place and has so much just random mm-hmm. shit in it that largely it is it lacks genuine substance and it's dumb. Mm-hmm. But within this just giant sandbox, you can pick little mm-hmm. like, hey, OK, so let's take time travel, zombies and fucking a hive mind. Mm-hmm. And now you have like this entire cool race of people and a new breed of enemies and stuff yeah. like that that like you become attached to over time because you're spending so much time with it like and i feel like as someone that hasn't spent that much time with star wars yet i think star wars is still largely like dumb but like in a fun way like if you mm-hmm. that's why i'm like so confused by a lot of the the discourse around it because people are mm-hmm. like pulling crazy things from one movie or from one show or from like the canon books in comics mm-hmm. or whatever and then someone else will pull an equally valid, like, well, no, this, this, this. But both of them are talking to each other as though the other person is, like, f- just completely wrong. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, I, like, I don't know. Like, the Mandalorian looks goofy sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. just the actual, like, as he gets knocked down and stuff, I'm just like, oh, yeah, he kind of looks like a nerd. But, like, <laughs> but then, but the then, spoilers, he gets, he gets a jetpack. I mean, don't tell him I said that. Um, but, and then, like, like, in one second, I'm just like, this is kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. and then in another second, I'm just like, this is really, really cool. I just need to, like, stop. Yeah. Like, you need to think about it to a certain point so that you can get the, mm-hmm. the substance and the, because, like, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Like I, I think I, you're describing Star Wars perfectly, honestly. Okay. Uh, it well, doesn't then. like I don't like personally when I'm talking about this stuff, uh, the big kind of franchisey sci-fi mm. fantasy stuff. Like I don't like to use the word stupid because like I said dumb. Dumb. Different. I think you said stupid. Whatever. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It, whatever. The point is like I, I but I get the point you're making because you're not necessarily saying it in a bad way. Um, yeah. I don't like using that language because I don't like contributing to the discourse that like uh, devalues this stuff. I mean, and I'm not saying that's what you're doing mm-hmm. intentionally or unintentionally. But you know, if you were talking, if you if you had just tweeted out like Star Wars is dumb, but yeah. I love it, I would know what you mean. But there's plenty mm-hmm. of people who could be like, yeah, exactly. It's like really just for kids, and like you know. Like yeah, whatever, no, that's but not, it's not yeah. worth like engaging in. Like, see, I th- I think it's worth analysis. It's worth engaging in. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't like to think of it that way. But I don't want to. I'm not, not to uh, tread on that for too long because I know that's not what you meant. But um, I agree with the sentiment in that Star Wars is. I mean, it's for kids, but it's also meant to be a a fantasy. It is mm-hmm. not necessarily like devo- it's not devoid of politics. Of course, it's not. But it's not really trying to convince you of anything or make strong mm-hmm. political points overall. I, I mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely the Vietnam uh, allegories in the original trilogy, specifically the first one. There's definitely a lot of, like, allegories to the Bush administration in the prequels mm-hmm. and, like, uh, the politics of uh, that were happening at the late 90s and or during the 90s and the early 2000s with the Gulf War and everything. Um, it's all there, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um but I but think also the, Jar Jar Binks. Well, it, but 
rather the main the, the the driving force behind everything is always just like force originally just a good versus evil and then it kind mm-hmm. of gets a little more nuanced to be about balance and then that theme kind of just carries through everything you know like the original trilogy is about darkness rising or, or the original uh, the prequels are about darkness rising and then light rises and then the sequel trilogy is about balance like it's it's you know it's pretty much just like mm-hmm. darkness one lightness one and now we balance it out, which is, you know, I mean, like, ultimately the good guys win in Rise of Skywalker, but, you know, the mm-hmm. redemption of Kylo Ren and the, you know, uh, uh, the death of uh, Palpatine um, mm-hmm. and Rey establishing herself as not necessarily a Jedi, but as, like, a newer, like, evolved Just form like a good person. Of it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's not yeah. dependent on dogmatic light side teachings like this is good mm-hmm. one way it's like no i'm gonna do shit my own way with the spirit mm-hmm. of all the jedi but you know not necessarily like like the sith are still bad and the jedi are still good but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about like you know it's not return of the jedi it's the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. like there's a it's, it's yeah. a different it's a different framing um i also this is super not within the like because mm-hmm. we're talking like substance and themes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and this is a tangent but like i really enjoy the more i'm like getting into it i like the distinction between like either the empire the republic and then like the sith Mm -hmm. and like same with like the um the senate and the the jedi or whatever like yeah like there is the the political side of it like the political Mm -hmm. good guys and bad guys and then there are the spiritual good guys and bad guys and i feel like regardless of like for I don't know. Like, I'm sure it'll kind of get more into it within the Clone Wars, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how, if the bad guys have good policies at some point, if, like, mm-hmm. if, I don't know, like, let's say, I don't know, Dooku's just, like, Medicare for all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just like, picturing Bernie Sanders playing Count Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> Who would Bernie Sanders... Never mind. Bernie uh, Sandor. <laughs> Sandor Clegane. Sanders click in. Sanders click in. <laughs> <laughs> we need that spinoff. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> like, it's like, what's Socialist your like? Socialist hound. Um, <laughs> what's your like favorite Star Wars concept that like I? Because I'm I'm still oh, concept. Like every once, in, yeah, like every once in a while I'll look into like mm-hmm. Star Wars explained um, lore videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as I've been playing Fallen Order, like bits and mm-hmm. pieces, I've. I've fallen off pretty considerably, but like, yeah, like they've introduced some, some concepts where I'm just like, that's dope. And I Mm -hmm. should look into that more into the star Wars. Well, what I always like, what what I've, what I like about star Wars and what I think is the secret to star Wars success. And I've been thinking a lot more about this lately. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've been applying it to kind of everything I've been, uh, thinking about with star Wars is this idea that what makes star Wars work is that it's, and this is no secret. It's, it wears its, um, influences on its sleeves, you know, mm-hmm. like the original Star Wars is clearly inspired by the war movies of its time, the samurai mm-hmm. movies um, and westerns that Lucas grew up with, along with the serialized uh, uh, storytelling as well. Um, mm-hmm. And what makes things like Fallen Order work is that they take so lovingly from 
Dark Souls, Uncharted, all these other mm-hmm. things. Mandalorian, same situation. It works because it's it is a western and a samurai thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think worked the least about the sequel trilogy is rather than taking from those influences and finding other ones, it instead just takes directly from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Not not entirely, but overall, you know, it's mm-hmm. rather than referencing the same things that the original trilogy and the prequels referenced, it mm-hmm. all it does is reference the original trilogy and to some extent the prequels. It so doesn't like how do you think it would if they were to reflect mm-hmm. like modernity, like how do you think yeah. they would have changed? Well I think I mean, we can talk more about this, but there's talk, there's uh, rumors that Taika Waititi um, could direct a Star Wars movie. They've at least approached him. It seems mm-hmm. that's the current report. And I was, uh, I just wrote an article the other day um, for CBR talking about why he's such a great choice for it. And um, uh, go check that out. Um, give me some uh, page views. But um, the main point I say in that is essentially that. Um, Again, that point that Star Wars is this balance of all these different influences, and Taika Waititi is a filmmaker who can handle that balance, and mm-hmm. while also bringing his own touch to it, you know, so much of his projects handle different tones and genres, all pretty, uh, all pretty well and pretty evenly, and we see that mm-hmm. even in his uh, season finale to The Mandalorian, which has that comedic scene at the beginning, but also has mm-hmm. some of the best action in the series, and mm-hmm. then you know these fantastic elements with Baby Yoda and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Um, and what I think a modern Star Wars movie should do is, frankly, my favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. And what yep. I think that movie does well, and it's definitely my favorite of the um, Disney era. It's not in the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy. but um, And what I think that movie does so well is it update, it's gives it's the only Star Wars movie that's an actual war movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Except for yeah. maybe A New Hope, but even then you're not following someone who's in the yeah. war. You're following some, or has been affected by the war direct. I mean, other than the Wait, fact that he was about that, to join the empire, right? Yeah. He, I mean, but that, and, I and like you know, yeah. it, it definitely comment comments on the war in the sense uh, on war in the sense that like mm-hmm. he just, he was, he was totally willing to join the Imperial military just to get off of his planet, which is something that's like real life. You know, people yeah. will join the military just to get out of the situation there and, and not really think about mm-hmm. what that might, you know, what that, implies and what that effect is and it's like an understandable thing while also it's a complicated issue but rogue mm-hmm. one is the only one that actually deals with the fallout of the war um mm-hmm. in a on a personal level because you have characters like Jin erso and cassian andor who their lives have been completely torn apart by the war um it's not like mm-hmm. again luke skywalker who other than of course you know his dad being anakin in the context of that movie he's just a farm boy who's not you know light years away from the actual effects of the war um mm-hmm. and but again the reason i think rogue one is a good example of what modern star wars can be is that it takes on new tones it goes back to the or not it takes on a tone that we have seen in Star Wars, but it kind of commits to it more, like the much more serious war um, tone and all that. While it still is faithful to the uh, spirituality and the Force and that aspect of Star Wars, it's still completely mm-hmm. there, even though there's no Jedi. Um, and mainly, no lightsaber it, until the very, very end, right? Exactly, and it's yeah. Vader. It's not like a Jedi swoops in and saves them or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But it goes back to not just the original 
influences that was those older war movies that influenced Lucas, but it also takes from like people have pointed out they like especially when it was being marketed, it was like, oh, this is gonna be like the saving private Ryan of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be the um you know, you know, on you, the ground. Exactly. Like they had the shot like, of the the walkers. I, I keep getting the ATATs mm-hmm. and ATSTs mixed up. But um mm-hmm. Well the ATATs are the big ones, the really big ones. Okay, then I think it was the ATATs. Yeah. With like the just beautiful orange sunset mm-hmm. in like oh, the, the, the apocalypse now shot, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Like Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is it pulls from well, that's one of Lucas's contemporaries, so Lucas couldn't have necessarily been directly inspired by him. I mean, he, obviously he was inspired by movies of that time, but I don't know which mm-hmm. came first, and he was probably already working on Star Wars. But it's that same. He's going. Rogue One goes back to the original uh, influences, and then also mm-hmm. pulls from more modern ones, and it creates this. What makes Star Wars great is it is is this big hodgepodge of everything that is like of all these different things that anyone can find something in it that they enjoy. Maybe you don't like the Jedi and uh, the Sith and the Force, but you're a fan of the bounty hunting. And maybe you don't like, you know, the um, the action part of it, but you've got these fun, quirky characters at the same time. And uh, mm-hmm. Rogue One even has that with uh, K2SO is like the snarky, sarcastic droid. Um, Who's and, awesome. you know, and Chirrut and Bays have like a fun dynamic. They're almost like the human uh, C-3PO and R2. You know, Bays is kind of like the quiet, more yeah. resourceful one. And Chirrut's sort of like the talkative, uh, snar- uh, you know, uh, not necessarily sarcastic or snarky, but he's he's got a bit more of a sense of humor to him mm-hmm. um, and self-awareness, uh, rather. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of play those roles um, while also still being, you know, badasses in their own right um so i i think for what i want to see the star wars films at least do because i think the games and the tv shows which we'll talk about um are already doing really well is i just want the Mm -hmm. movies to continue to push forward by looking back and not looking back on Mm -hmm. star wars that's the main thing is don't just look back at Star Wars and try to do more Star Wars, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's as simple as how the Marvel movies have continued to do well by pulling from the comics, um, while still being acknowledged, still acknowledging their own history. You know, you don't want mm-hmm. like to necessarily retread things, but yeah. you also want to give, provide that feel that was there at the beginning and mm-hmm. has been there the whole way through, you know, I mean, force awakens is, is the most, slave to the star Wars mythos and, and, uh, previous movies. And yet it, to me, it feels, it has the fun. It feels like star Wars in that way, but it doesn't feel like new star Wars. It feels like mm-hmm. completely just more of the same, you know, it, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree Wars. with the concept that it's a complete remake of a new hope. Um, because there's enough plot points that are different, but it's clear that they were playing it safe, and I think that was part of the intention. What I want to see them do is go off, you know, a thousand years in the future, a thousand years in the past, or just explore areas we haven't seen before, and what will Mm -hmm. make it feel like Star Wars is that it will be pulling from those same influences, you know? Like, we can get a, like, Sith-Jedi war from a thousand years ago, similar to Knights of the Old Republic, and Mm -hmm. have it feel like, you know, I mean, like, like a like a samurai war movie rather than rogue one, which feels like this, like uh, boots on the ground, um, like saving private Ryan, more modern war mm-hmm. story. Um, 
And if we can get both, then Star Wars will be satisfying the wider group of people rather than trying to either appeal directly to the fans or to do something so different that it doesn't feel, quote-unquote, feel like Star Wars. And that's the main issue, mm-hmm. is that everyone wants it to feel like Star Wars, but no one has the same definition of that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I think... What is it called? Um, I think it was BDG, but I'm, I'm... It was a Polygon video a while ago that kind of was discussing the... Like, what makes a good Star Wars anything? Mm-hmm. And, like, what makes yeah. something feel like Star Wars? And um, in the context of, like, Fallen Order. Um, yeah. Like, with the... Like, I feel like sound is definitely a really big deal. They definitely. brought up the fact that, like, just random bottomless pits everywhere because mm-hmm. Star Wars. And I'm just yeah. like, that makes sense. So now I'm kind of looking out mm-hmm. for, like... Like, not anytime there's a bottomless pit, I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I they did it. And, like, yeah. weird trash compactors and scary... Like, there should be some... Mm-hmm. Like, animals everywhere for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. everywhere for no reason. Um, I don't know. It, I think it's the everything off. goes mentality. And I think yeah. that's part of the problem no with the current, with the... Uh, and it's not necessarily no rules. Like, you want some consistency, but it, it's... <laughs> it's the, the big issue I have is people talking about how logically none of the new Star Wars movies make sense and all this stuff. And, like, and there's definitely a feeling of discontinuity, but yeah. I don't think the solution is strict continuity. Like, again, Star Wars is a bit of everything, so therefore anything should be able to go. You know, you have mm-hmm. to put in some effort to get it to feel right, you know? I mean, you want to... The continuity is fun, the lore is fun, and you want to, mm-hmm. like, have things tie into each other because of that. But you also want to give storytellers the freedom and it's like you're saying like the planet designs the ship designs all have these random bottomless pits and uh Mm -hmm. you know different things that serve the purpose when they need to be there they don't really necessarily make sense but they're there because the story needs them to be there um and that's really the entire like that's really how the force works in star wars is that it gets the character from point a to point b you know, sometimes it's literally like Luke Skywalker needs his lightsaber right now, but it's five feet away from him. The force gets it to him. You know, it's not that's... that he has telekinesis. It's that the mm-hmm. force is like being like, you need this right now and I'm giving it to you, you know, like that's a good the way same. To look at it, yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, Rise of Skywalker. And this stuff is also present in Empire and a couple of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea that you can kind of like sense the feelings of your friends and loved ones and other force sensitive people from across the galaxy, like Finn feeling when Ray dies, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's the story needing him and and the character development needing him to know what happens. And it, it wouldn't work in, you know, any other movie to just have someone randomly go like, Oh, I could feel that. But in star Wars, it works because you know, like you, the force is there to kind of just, put things in the place they need to be. Um, Mm -hmm. So I want to see more of that, you know, just (laughs) give us a different setting, give us a different tone. um, And uh, especially when it comes to things like the video games, like just apply that Star Wars skin to things we already love. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's the way to go. So... That's my long-winded overall thoughts (laughs) on the franchise. I agree with all of that. I'm just trying to think if there Mm -hmm. was anything that I could add that wouldn't just reiterate Mm -hmm. what you said, but honestly, not really. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be cool with just... I don't know, never mind. Because I was going to say, like, if they tried to go really, really, really weird with Mm -hmm. it, and, like, 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 not make it boring, but, like... 
Like, I'm just... Just a, a farm. Like, just a Star Wars farm with mm-hmm. weird... Like, we got that in the first half of, like, a Mandalorian episode. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, just a character-focused, like... Yeah. Like, a murder mystery in the Star Wars universe would be fucking Get awesome. Ryan Johnson to come back and do Knives Out in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Honestly, nice I think that's out. a great idea. I think one of my biggest disappointments with the Disney Star Wars movies is the fact that they seem to be dropping the whole Star Wars story moniker, the anthology films, mm. and, you know, however anyone feels about Rogue One and Solo, like, I think the concept was really smart. Do one-off Star Wars movies that yeah. can expand the characters in the world, you know? I mean... I I think that's something a concept that can definitely continue to work if they just you know do a better job releasing the movies at the right time and mm-hmm. you know giving space to breathe in between them. Um, mm-hmm. But conceptually, I think that's the way to go, and I think Mandalorian proves that even though it's going to be an ongoing series we start with characters we don't know in an environment we don't really know because it, at mm-hmm. least if you're going on on screen stuff like. We've seen Boba Fett and Jango Fett and whatnot, but we haven't actually mm-hmm. seen the world of the Bounty Hunters. We didn't know how the guild worked mm-hmm. on screen until we saw it in The Mandalorian. Um, and that's the way to go, because now in season two, if they want to bring in Boba Fett or anyone else from the movies, mm-hmm. we've got a platform that feels unique to and, and feels new and feels uh, mm-hmm. fresh. Um, so I, more of that is what I want to see, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and Fallen Order, again, it's like... It's not just, here's a Jedi we already knew in an environment we already know. It's, you know, here is a, je- a type of character we haven't seen before. You know, this, like, mm-hmm. like five years later. Like, even Rebels, which has a similar thing where there are, like, one of the main characters is Kanan, who's a, you know, a Jedi who was a Padawan when the Order 66 happened and he's been hiding. And it's very similar to Cal's setup. The difference is he's been in hiding for 15 years and now he's, like, a part of the Rebellion. And that's very different from Cal, who's, you know, literally just hiding on a junk planet. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, chilling on the junk planet. Yeah. Like, like that was like one of the things no that surprised... desire to change yeah. his position at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, when... And I like the way that they kind of rolled out the information, because I... And I don't know if they, you know, had shown a mm-hmm. bunch of this in the... Like, I had largely mm-hmm. stayed away from the promotional material for this as much as I could, because, like, the ads on YouTube were fucking ridiculous, like, the week <laughs> it was coming out. Yeah. Just this specific shot of one of the um, the bosses, like mm-hmm. jumping down and then throwing at her lightsaber. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna get the game. Just, <laughs> just Chill stop showing. Yeah. yeah. Like, just let me oh, yeah. see it. That um, definitely won't end. Uh, yeah. Going forward, <laughs> we will still continue to be inundated. Uh, yeah. With, with Star Wars, whether we like it or not. Um, hey, this is a this is a good game. This is a good yeah. one. Um, like I'm there yeah. already. You don't need to sell me, but obviously. Yeah. But no. So, so jumping back to like Cal, like the idea that mm-hmm. as soon as is and again, like I have not gotten mm-hmm. like I I don't think I've played the game since I've been at your house. Like it's it's mm-hmm. like that level of like I just fell off. But mm-hmm. um, the intro and like I know I'm gonna beat it eventually. Yeah. Like soon, hopefully. I was marathoning The Witcher, trying to beat it before. <laughs> Cyberpunk came out, but now I have more goddamn time. You have till September, so you're fine. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I just, we, this is supposed to be the Star Wars episode, but like, I just need to say the fact that Cyberpunk went from coming out two or three days after my birthday. No, two days if mm-hmm. we're doing it like Thursday night. Like, like my birthday weekend was going to be Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And now, no. No, I don't know what to... 
And like, I thought, oh, well, I'll have Final Fantasy seven before that, you know, like I can. But mm-hmm. no. I don't I don't I don't know what to do anymore. I'm like, actually, very, like, I'm, I'm so fucking bummed out by it. Uh-huh. And the, it, the whole argument of like, oh, well, at least the you know devs are going to be able to get more time yeah. to like not crunch, basically. Apparently, CDPR is going to crunch. So, well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, the good thing is that the game will be more polished and finished. The bad yeah. thing is that like there's going to be more crunch, but there was already crunch before. So it's pretty yeah. much just more of the same bad. And, but yeah. it, you know, the game will be better. Um, it's just stretching it out. It's clearly a bad system, though. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And I, the, I hate that when it was super far fucking tangent, mm-hmm. but just like, it's like with games like Fallen Order, like I'm willing to bet in a, just a, a lot of money that I don't have that at EA there was crunch. Yeah. And they put it out when they put it out to coincide with the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So and, and the game is a buggy mess. Like mm-hmm. it's it's really fun, but it's also like every time I boot it up, there's there's at least one thing that I'm noticing. Really? That's like, See, I keep seeing that in like every review I've seen talks about mm-hmm. like it's good, but it's so buggy. It's a problem. It's like that's not that I never had any bugs in it like I did. But mm-hmm. I have just not had that experience at all like, that everyone else I, is talking about. Like, I, 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 mean, I'm also, I, maybe I just got lucky or something, but like, I really, like, there were a few issues, like, that, but I'm, nothing that really, like, broke, broke any situations for me. So I'm playing on the Pro, and mm-hmm. they have the, like, performance mode and the, yeah, like, the just make it look prettier mode. I'm playing mm-hmm. on the make it look prettier mode, so that might be. Why? But I've heard that if you switch it over, that still doesn't help. Like the game is fucking yeah. gorgeous, but it's also like, like I will I'll be just mm-hmm. like the shine on his fucking hair is incredible. Mm-hmm. But also, why is his poncho freaking out off to the side? And like yeah. I've missed, like I'm not as much as I don't want to be the like well, the game made me die this time. Like there were mm-hmm. several times where I'll go for a jump and then I just like I see. Like, I'm not wrong. I didn't miss the fucking jump, but yeah. I just fall. And then I have to either climb my way back up and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. been nothing to completely ruin the experience, but it has been, like, so consistent that I'm just like... If I do mm-hmm. have a, a life where there haven't been any bugs, I'm just like, oh shit, okay. Like, it, I, I notice yeah. when there are no bugs. Like, it's it's like that. I guess I just got really lucky then. Like, I can't deny anyone else's experience with it like clearly that is an issue a lot of people are having i just fully haven't had it at all i mean um again it's it's nothing to yeah it's just weird that like like because i do think the game is good Mm -hmm. but i'm also like nothing that it does well it does perfectly like the game Mm -hmm. is pretty but it's buggy the game is fun but it's like not at all original and if you compare it to so the reason I kind of dropped off other than switching to the Witcher is um, it like made me want to play Bloodborne again or mm-hmm. play through Bloodborne because I've been trying to play that game for I don't know how long and I just mm-hmm. will get frustrated and stuck or whatever. But like just the immediate difference of the responsiveness in the combat and the like the weight of the attacks mm-hmm. and like and I know that we're like using a lightsaber and it's supposed to it's supposed to feel light and we're supposed to be like mm-hmm. agile and stuff like that with it. But then comparing it to like Sekiro from earlier last year like like the thing with Sekiro is like you have to Mm -hmm. stay in the clinch or whatever and I feel like with Fallen Order it's encouraging 
Like, once I realized, like, oh, wait, I need to be using my force powers, mm-hmm. like, at all times, the game became, like, so much... Like, the... I'm not going to say the challenge wasn't there, but, like, it was night and day of just, like, okay, I'm just going to ru- run up these stairs, force push all of you. And it, maybe it has to do with, like, the mm-hmm. grinding that I... Um, like did a little bit like I didn't I didn't yeah. farm but like after the the toad guy on um, <laughs> yeah on after, Bogato, yeah yeah like after I killed him the first time I was just like okay let's just keep doing this for a bit mm-hmm. until I feel comfortable um, what'd you do nothing something on the something from the outside the, <laughs> the intruder you just walk in. out and Cal Kestis is holding a um, boombox over his head just come back to me Bo <laughs> Finish me. <laughs> like that the reason I want to beat the game mm-hmm. is the story. I like yeah. Cal, I like Grease, I like Seer. Mm-hmm. Um I like the I like the her character dynamics and, and her idea mm-hmm. the, the fact that I can't fully trust her right now and like please yeah. don't say anything because you beat the game. But like, I won't. Yeah, I, all I'll say is that the story, in my opinion, concludes incredibly in an incredibly satisfying way. Um and uh the, they introduce more characters as you go to some of the other planets that are like I, I think in general all the characters they introduce are really solid. Um, Saul Guerrero was dope. Yeah, the Saul Guerrero cameo is great. Uh, well, it's a little more than a cameo. His like mm-hmm. role on on the Kashyyyk stuff is pretty cool. Like there's there's mm-hmm. a lot that I think ultimately the driving force for me to finish it was to see the story through um, mm-hmm. and. Also, like you were saying, when you start using your force powers more, the combat not only gets easier, but faster and therefore, mm-hmm. like, less... Uh, Stressful. Less cumbersome and, and annoying. Um, you know, like, it's, it's I mean, not like... Like, when at, towards the beginning of the game, if you walk into a room where there's, like, five or six people, you're like, okay, I might not fuck. die, but this is going to, like, take me a second and not necessarily yeah. the most satisfying way. But as you continue to unlock not just more force powers, but also like saber techniques and stuff, mm-hmm. once your options expand, mm-hmm. it becomes a situation where you see you come into a room full of six people and it's the excitement of like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. You know, like I have all these options of how to do this. Like mm-hmm. I can throw my lightsaber at this guy, pull this dude near me, stab him. I can do mm-hmm. this. I can push these two guys off because they're near the ledge. Like, the, you know, your positioning becomes mm-hmm. more like important because it's a matter. I mean, it. It's your positioning becomes important both offensively and defensively. Whereas yeah. like at the beginning of the game, it's like I have to stay away, I have to keep my distance, I have to keep my guard up. Mm-hmm. So positioning works there, but it's not as satisfying because it's just this like waiting game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, it's a matter of like, okay, like I can dodge this attack and then get into a position to push these three stormtroopers off the ledge, and that's yeah. like a really satisfying experience. Um, I think it also but, does it like in that regard it has a really good pacing of like you turn a corner and after a while it, like once you're mm-hmm. dying and then having to you know replay the same section over and over and over again mm-hmm. you kind of fall into the rhythm of just like okay I know dudes there I know that there are two dudes there there's gonna be someone shooting me here so if I just like yeah. and like the once you kind of figure out the order in which to take mm-hmm. everyone out because like I've, I've run into an area where there's like dude with a rocket launcher but I know that he'll miss his first one and it's going to take him way too long to reload. So I can kill mm-hmm. all these guys before I go up to him. Yeah. And then like, like it is, there is like more strategy to it than just like mm-hmm. hacking the saber. But honestly, yeah. I would, I, I was most excited for the saber hacking. Like, mm-hmm. like it's so very clearly rip, not, not ripping off. Like what's the being influenced by, um, or inspired by, there we go. Like mm-hmm. by the Soulsborne game type games mm-hmm. or whatever 
so my expectations for the combat went way too high, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, it felt good the first few game, like the first few fights. But then after a while, I'm just like, I don't feel the, like, the oomph to it that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like it's everything sounds awesome still, and the um, yeah. I think the like sound I just need to like shift my expectations. Is a very huge part of it. I yeah. mean, I I can't comment much on that because I haven't played any of the Soulsborne games. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, so I'm I don't very really much a novice. Of, don't consider me a pro. I, internet, <laughs> I, internet. I, I'm saying I don't really have the point of comparison there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, to me. I think it does a good job of balance. Haha, balancing the uh, um, uh, weight like the the tension of you need to actually be actively mm-hmm. thinking about what you're doing in every fight even the easiest fights you know you have to actually like think about timing stuff you can't just completely run in and mash the buttons mm-hmm. that said when it gets to a certain point you can completely destroy people and and feel powerful and yeah. i think it does a good job of balancing both the um actual need for your attention and input with mm-hmm feeling like you are incredibly so much more powerful than everyone you're fighting and it, and it builds to it and it's really that middle section where the combat becomes less of a focus and it's more on the exploring and the uh um kind of dungeon crawling where it just slows down to such a degree yeah. that i think that i think that's like the weakest part of the game um mm-hmm. it's uh for those of you who have played it or are in the process of playing it it's really the kashik stuff and then the um return to zepho when you go go there uh later in the game um mm-hmm. and uh i also know you can do things in a different order like i saved dathomir for pretty much last mm-hmm. um and yet that's also that's that can be your th- the second planet you go to um, yeah i remember so, when we were talking about our playthroughs like we went to different planets first and mm-hmm. we were just like wait what like yeah. you, you got the double-bladed lightsaber like super early pretty in. early like, what yeah. the fuck how did it yeah. like and then that's the thing. I definitely want to replay the game, but it mm-hmm. needs a new game plus. Not that mm-hmm. I don't think I would enjoy going through the process of building the character up again, but mm-hmm. I know I would definitely enjoy being able yeah. to just kind just of from the tear through the beginning of the game. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I especially because it's not even just a matter of like I have I would have all the unlocks, but I also like know how to control that version of the character so well, and mm-hmm. I feel like I don't want to go completely back to square one. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, also, it does the one thing that I don't like a lot of current games that have skill trees doing, where they lock very basic uh, abilities and commands to, like, you know, well, maybe an easy point in the skill tree to get to, but still mm-hmm. it's, like, locked behind. Like, I don't like when games will, like, lock a dodge roll, like, to a point in the skill tree, or, like, you know, like, a, a, just off the top of my head, like, the Dying Light which we were playing together uh, last year for a bit. Like I'm pretty sure like the sliding kick is something you have to unlock. And there's like so many of those little things that like when you start getting a lot, it feels good, but you just feel so restricted at the beginning Mm. and it almost doesn't really make sense. Like it doesn't like seem to fit to me. Like why wouldn't I already know how to just do a little kick when I'm sliding, which is something I can already do. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. they, with the force powers and, uh, fallen order they can explain that a little better but mm-hmm. you know certain things like 
why I can't do a little dodging kick at the beginning of the game. Just doesn't, like, when you unlock it, it's just like, okay, cool, this feels like something I should have been able to do from the yeah. game, you know? Yeah, it feels um, like they ran out of skills and were just like, okay, we gotta roll it back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like let's take away some more of his abilities. Yeah, like, yeah, at least they that. don't do the thing where you have everything at the beginning, and then after and the then first level, you from strip it. you away from it, which no, can be I'm, annoying. I, I low-key enjoy the... I, not necessarily an execution, but I like the idea behind that of oh, yeah. we are going to show you like that. that's I can't remember the the uh, the power ceiling, just like mm-hmm. in in anime we're going to show you like in my hero we're going to show you All Might at his strongest and then yeah. take him away from you and like yeah. and now you know this your main character is eventually going to get there so it's exactly that excitement of yeah I mean yeah. I'm and cool with that like, in concept and I think like when it's usually like Metroid Prime the first mm-hmm. one is like my first example of that playing where. Mm-hmm you have everything at the beginning and then you get stripped away from you. The difference is it really feels like every time you get an upgrade, it's an upgrade. Whereas in Fallen Order, it's like the story-based upgrades, which are mostly your force powers, Mm -hmm. feel like that. It's not like you start complete and then you're building from that. It's like you start incomplete and you're trying to fill the glass. Okay, so kind of talking about like minor changes to Star Wars. Real quick, can we pause? I have to pee so badly. Yeah, go for it. Okay, we're back. I'm sorry, you were saying something. Uh, I just wanted to start opening up the, the discussion of, like, the future of Star Wars games, because mm-hmm. there was talk of EA losing the Star Wars license um, after mm-hmm. Battlefront 2 kind of shat the bed, and then, like, continued to shit the bed for a little while, and then kind of <laughs> turned it around. But no one really noticed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like, IGN did a re-review for it, mm-hmm. and I think other sites are probably going to start following suit. I think GameSpot has one, but um, mm-hmm. it's really going to... I'm interested to see. Like, I kind of want EA to lose the Star Wars mm. license because EA bad. Oh, yeah. On like a very oh, basic yeah, level, just EA bad. Mm-hmm. And also, I just I don't think we're gonna get the weird. Like Star Wars is so big, and Star Wars mm-hmm. has so much in it that you can do whatever you want. Holy shit! Okay, so loosely defined update. Uh, I am kind of taking care of a cat right now. It looks like he's uh-huh. trying to approach my lap. Aw. Yeah. Um, oh, I can hear him meowing. Yeah, just a little, little meow guy. <laughs> just cutting to the chase, I want a fucking pod racing F-Zero game. Like, I want a game <laughs> that feels like F-Zero, but, mm-hmm. you know, I like the aesthetic of pod racers. Mm-hmm. Are they just pods? I don't know. Pods? Well, the the, the, the actual uh, okay. vehicle, yeah. Okay, it's a yeah. pod racer. So, like, Sometimes gimme... Sometimes referred to as pods. <laughs> like, make it... Or make it like Mario Kart. I don't know, just some mm-hmm. some kind of... Because I, I do like casual-ish racing games, but I realize, like, the F-Zero going mm-hmm. super fast, like, mm-hmm. like, like your speed being a detriment, almost, in terms of your being able to handle the, the yeah. pod racer in this case, like, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was an uh, episode one pod racer game made, yeah. uh, like, in the late 90s when that movie came out that I think was on Nintendo 64. Um, and it's um, one of those ones that's not, like, the most beloved. It's not Knights of the Old Republic, but I do think it has, like, a lot of fans out there who, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably would call it something else, but if they did do a new Star Wars pod racing game, mm-hmm. I could totally see that being a hit. Um, I also especially like the now that the arcade game. Hate- that too, yeah. Yeah, the pod racing yeah. arcade game was really cool because of the controllers where you have to like mm-hmm. thrust yeah, like one the way. Two different level. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool. And Honestly, as a kid, I was just like, "Yo, cars should move like this." Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know this isn't probably what you want to go for because 
you want to actually be able to play it. But mm-hmm. a pod racing VR game would be pretty cool. I like. I don't know if uh, that would be perfect. If you've, I don't know if you've ever been on Star Tours either at Disneyland or mm-hmm. Disney World, but it's like the it's the Star Wars ride that they had for years before they had an entire Star Wars land, and essentially mm-hmm. you. It's one of those like vir- like three D like virtual like, like, like space augmented magic. reality kind of uh, um, rides where you're in like a single thing that's moving around, but it's not like a roller coaster. Um, and but my point is, the screen shows you t- going through different locations in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. And when I've done it, I've gone through the. Uh, um, it's taken us through the pod racing track in uh, Episode One, and of course, like on a, a VR game. Or- I- no, I mean, because you're in the Star Tour ship. The idea okay. is that you, like, fly down and, uh, to Tatooine. Like, and a, then, like, like a safari thing. Yeah, and then you get, like, okay. caught, caught in the um, uh, actual uh, situation. Um, the pod race. <laughs> there we go. Okay, because um, I was like... But that. I think, obviously, like, a, a, an at-home VR game wouldn't have, like, the, you know, moving around that this no, ex- I mean, I was... billion-dollar ride at Disneyland does. Mm-hmm. But conceptually, the idea of, like, being able to really feel like you're in it I think would be a great uh, idea um, and I especially think with the like if they did it on PSVR the like move controllers could kind of be like your yeah. things and I know other ones have a similar uh, other VR systems have similar types of controllers so mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm thinking a once I mean I know that Star Wars has done VR projects before like Vader Immortal oh, yeah. is one of the better selling VR games mm-hmm. and I know that they were pushing that with the the new Oculus um, yeah and, that, and, I think and they added Disney... a lot of more stuff to that too so they clearly like oh, I didn't wanted know that. to feel important yeah okay um, I thought it was just like a really good like mm-hmm. no, sword it's like, simulator like I'm pretty sure uh, um what's his name David S Goyer writes it Oh shit I didn't know that Yeah um, yeah I had no idea um yeah I mean I think I, I think once Iron Man VR comes out, because I think mm-hmm. that's going to do well. Which also um, got delayed. <laughs> fuck, yeah, which also got... But it only got delayed a month, right? Got delayed from April to May, I think. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's I right around the, where the original Avengers, which also got delayed, delayed release yeah. date was. So, yeah. like, I know that out of the um, out of the delays, Iron Man mm-hmm. was like the one that took the best hit, I guess. The not mm-hmm. worst hit, Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say? Um. Yeah, I want to go back to. I would be great. I want to go back to your point that EA should lose the Star Wars license, um, because the Marvel games are a great example. What they've been doing the last couple years and in this upcoming year or this current Mm -hmm. year with the Marvel games is they've let a bunch of different studios and publishers make them. The fact that we have Mm -hmm. a triple A Spider-Man game that's published by Sony and also greats. And a Nintendo like published uh, continuation to an older series on the Switch, mm-hmm. and then we're also getting this like you know big multi-platform live service game with the mm-hmm. Avengers game coming out, and then a VR game that's uh, also by a different studio. Like that's what Star Wars should be doing is they should be mm-hmm. outsourcing more like that because honestly, EA having Dice do Battlefront makes perfect sense the issue was the ea publisher side not dice Mm -hmm. the developer side you know Mm -hmm. the issue was how do we monetize the fuck out of this it wasn't Mm -hmm. like if if you actually look at it as like a battlefield clone it it fits it works you know it's maybe not as deep as battlefield but it's the star wars version of it you know and and Mm -hmm. it's 
it it works. The issue large scale the battles and yeah, it, like, it makes battles. sense in the execution. It's, it's a well designed first person <laughs> shooter, like uh, mechanically. Um, mm. And they, they got the look this, and the feel right. Exactly, and they put the Star Wars flair on it. Um, mm. You know, if you had, uh, I mean, shit, you could maybe even get Nintendo to do the pod racing thing. Um, although they should focus on actual F Zero, I think, before doing that. Um, but you know, having a uh, I mean, Respawn was a little bit out there because they had not done a game like Fallen Order before. But, you mm-hmm. know, the idea is you go to these different developers. EA can do it to a degree because they own so many developers. But mm-hmm. you want to be able to expand out even further. I mean, one of the ideas I wrote down um, was to have a... Uh, Republic Commandos was a game back in, like, the PS2 GameCube uh, 360. Actually, it might have been a, a, a original Xbox exclusive um, because Weird. I think uh, there were a lot of games that were just PC and Xbox for Star mm-hmm. Wars at the time. Um, I don't know if they had to deal with Microsoft or something. They probably did. But it was a like team-based single-player shooter. Um, mm-hmm. There might, probably was some multiplayer to it, but it was a group of clone commandos in the Clone Wars, and it was a cool idea. I would love to see some sort of sequel or spiritual That'd sequel to that um, that maybe goes as far as being like Rainbow Six Siege but in Star Wars um, still with maybe more of a focus on single player because I want mm-hmm. most of these games to have campaigns to mm-hmm. expand the story and the lore and everything but uh, ha- I mean you know you could get, I don't know what the actual developer is but you could if EA is not the only one doing it you could get Ubisoft to put that team onto this game and mm-hmm. you know ha- ha- let the people who do it best do it and you know I also wrote down giving Star Wars some sort of Overwatch clone you know some sort yeah. of team based competitive shooter where it's a focused on the heroes you know I mean, you could so either play as of- a Jedi or Boba Fett or Captain Phasma and you go 6v6 against each other and fuck it if they could get Blizzard to develop that I would be cool with that like why not have you heard you know? of um, Killing Edge no so it's a it's basically just melee focused mm-hmm. Overwatch it's, it's Devil May Cry and Overwatch so oh, like that's- awesome yeah it's all melee characters yeah. it's made by ninja theory it's oh, coming okay. out i think it's i think the mm-hmm. i think it's spring this year i have no idea spring or summer this year but um i think if that <laughs> succeeds that i think if that does well then there'll be like a precedent mm-hmm. set of just like okay so overwatch mm-hmm. is not the only hero based mm-hmm. like shooter on yeah. the market right now um I, I think it's first person i'm pretty sure the mm-hmm. killing edge is first person um but stuff like, because obviously we love Overwatch very much. So like, mm-hmm. you give me just as many Overwatch clones as long as they're good, I'll play them. Like, yeah, definitely. Like I feel like it's every game so far has kind of failed in the. Mm-hmm. Like I think Battleborn was a good game, but I don't like. I, I don't remember. I, I remember the Mushroom guy and the Falcon <laughs> guy because I played as both of them. But like yeah. those were also, mm-hmm. like no character design in there really blew me away. Mm-hmm. But like it'd be so fucking easy to just throw a lightsaber on some random dude, and now this is you're going to be your favorite character in a video game because mm-hmm. the way that he plays is similar to you know. I would even say like. just full on take the characters that already exist. Have like General Grievous be a tank. Have uh, oh, you know, oh have yeah, like, uh, you know you're obviously your various various damage characters. Um, mm-hmm. You know between you know the, uh, I mean you've got. Boba Fett could essentially be Farah, but with like a flamethrower, you know, you've got 
all the different melee uh, Jedi that you could throw in there. Yo- but Yoda could feel totally different from playing as Obi Wan, you know. Um, Dude, once you said once you said the Boba Fett Farah mm-hmm. thing, I was just like, yeah, like his primary fire would definitely be his blaster, and then he would have the flamethrower to like if someone gets close to him to back them off. Yeah, damage over time. There's so like much potential of, like, there, rocket. and and the good thing about the Force is that you can pretty much give everyone at each Jedi a different set of powers that mm-hmm. not only fit their personality but also I mean you can have like Ray, you know, could easily be a support character healing up her team like she does the giant snake and her uh, boyfriend. Um. That okay, <laughs> going back to Rise of Scott, that's the one thing I didn't like. Now that I there we go. Now that well, I, think I don't about know it. if they, were there audi- like in my theater there were audible groans when uh, they kissed each other. I probably groaned audibly. Mm-hmm. Like I know that there was one woo like like someone was really? very clearly yeah someone was very clearly yeah. happy by it, but I just like mm-hmm. I remember throwing my hands up like just this like just if I'm if I'm on the edge of my seat for yeah. the entire like hour and a half before this as soon mm-hmm. as they kiss I'm just like and then I just yeah. sit back and like it and then like, immediately after I'm back in it no it didn't feel <laughs> earned at all there was no yeah. sexual tension between them at any point Ray had sexual tension with everyone. Finn had sexual tension. They they created a new character for Finn to fuck every movie, and there yes. was no Finn <laughs> fucking under no circumstances. Finn, Poe, they all yeah. not that not that I need my Star Wars characters to fuck, yeah, or like anything, mm-hmm. but like they put it in your like they 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 played to the shippers, yeah, while also trying to play against them. It was it was. I was a, trying to think of any other work. way to say they forced it, yeah, but. Haha. <laughs> yeah, no, no that's th- why. Yeah. These kind of puns are inevitable. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like, <laughs> they. And now, okay, back to video games. Mm-hmm. You wrote down, and this, this upsets me mm-hmm. so fucking much because I know it's true and I know <laughs> I would probably play it. Yeah. And love it. Mm-hmm. But if Star Wars ripped off Destiny 2, or just mm-hmm. Destiny, yeah. you said that you would probably play it. Yeah, probably. And I said, I hate you for this because, like. <laughs> Yeah, but it would be like a Star the Wars same, game, so. But that's like at this point, I'm just if it's mm-hmm. like Destiny is so good mm-hmm. that I feel like if you try to rip it off, mm-hmm. like like apparently the Marvel game is supposed to be or like the Avengers game is supposed to just be Avengers but Destiny, mm-hmm. and I don't see how that's gonna work. But like, it works better when you can make your own character in like a yeah. just a set location or set yeah set of locations in the Star Wars universe. And honestly, that's something where we were talking about the movies kind of going like a thousand years before or whatever, but like, I think the games should do that too. Like, obviously, if Mm -hmm. we got the Overwatch clone we're talking about, that would be some big crossover of characters we already know. It doesn't have to be, but that's how I'm picturing it. Um, But, you know, if, if they wanted to do like a Destiny clone, just set it off like a thousand years before where there's more force users so you can kind of have that or if they you know maybe a thousand years or a hundred years after the Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. just where we had more broom kid broom kid join smash broom kid join smash <laughs> you wrote down a smash bros or a star wars character in smash which i think is never gonna happen but anything's possible matter. yeah we so didn't think I, <laughs> we didn't think joker was gonna happen it could be interesting. I don't we want more swords, was gonna swords characters though and i'm counting okay, a lightsaber here <laughs> put Iden. She uh, uses cool. blasters, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if they were to do it, it would be cool to do it as like, yeah, a uh, actual video game Star Wars character. The issue yeah. is that none of these games have been on Nintendo systems that we're looking at. Cal or no, that doesn't uh, seem to really matter. Persona, but, yeah, right. But it's just like, um, 
Persona at least, like, fits, you know? Like, if you're already taking a character that's, like, feels so far removed, like, mm-hmm. you know, not being a from a video game first franchise and stuff, it just seems a little, like, at least Persona, at least is like Shin Megami Tensei on mm-hmm. Nintendo systems, okay, uh, at the very least. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, it would be a cool idea, especially uh, as you wrote here, just John Williams Smash. and Smash would be great. Um, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> purely for the music, like... That'd be funny if, like, because a lot of people want, like, different uh, rhythm characters, to, like, rhythm game characters to be in the game. Like, I've a seen a couple different rapper. suggestions. Um, mm-hmm. He was already great in PlayStation All-Stars. But uh, yeah. <laughs> having having an actual real-life composer be the music-based character in the game <laughs> would be amazing. But if they did have John Williams in Smash, he'd have to have a moveset that takes inspiration from Harry Potter and Star Wars and and Superman and all of them, mm. Indiana Jones. Like, Yo, well, this is... If, if we were to ever get a real person in mm-hmm. Smash, other than, like, Reggie or Sakurai himself, mm-hmm. I low-key feel like Kojima could be in the, in Smash, because he put himself in Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, Hideo yeah. Kojima exists within the video game universe. They could. The, that could be the in, second Metal Gear rep. Is, in 2019, uh, the year of... Or not the year of our Lord anymore, but in 2019, <laughs> Conan O'Brien is now in video games. Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien could be in Smash. Oh, God, you're right. Um, Jeff Keighley could be in Smash. Jessica Chobot could be in Smash. Jeez. Shaq could be in Smash. Shaq could be in Smash. Um, dude, dude this next fighter Shaq pass is gonna be weird, isn't it? It's gonna be. It better be. It better yeah. be weird because if they just start going down the Fire Emblem roster, like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited I'm for Violet. Okay with but them I'm also doing more like Nintendo characters, but I mean, yeah, yeah, mm. like Nintendo. Yeah, I don't care, but also the. Give me fucking like the fact that the fact that Byleth so easily just could have been Dante, like you keep essentially the same move set. <laughs> That's so true. I never. I'm just saying she so easily could have been Dante, and the yeah. whole like the reason people thought it was going to be Dante was because oh we're going to bring Devil May Cry three to the Switch and it's going to have mm-hmm. style switching which the original game didn't have. So this is going to be like mm-hmm. the way to play this game. Yeah. If style switching is the main selling point, and then you have a character that is going to have style switching anyway, why yeah. not just make it fucking Dante like. And I feel like the hatred for Fire Emblem characters within, and just swordsmen in general within Smash mm-hmm. has been vocal since, like, fucking Brawl. Yeah. Why? Why, when you have... Like, you, they've been on fire. Like, Terry was mm-hmm. the first, like, what? But <laughs> everyone else has been like, okay, cool, on board, cool. On, I mean, Hero yeah. was... I, I, I thought Hero was going to be Hero's cool. a big deal for many, many people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, not for me, but, yeah, like, Hero... Us, yeah. Hero is a big deal, full stop. Mm-hmm. Like, Terry is Terry but like like Banjo obviously fucking insane persona oh, no. um, Joker the first time we saw it ins- like like Joker mm-hmm. to me set the tone where I'm just yeah. like anything is possible at this point point. and then by left <laughs> well that's the problem is that they had what four characters that were so out there or mm-hmm. like just crazy like I mean Banjo is someone they've people have been wanting for a long time but the mm-hmm. fact that they uh, actually got him is such a big deal mm-hmm. but then by is just like it's, I don't know, it's like, it just reminds me of Smash 4, where we got, like, Corrin, and we also had to pay for characters like Roy and Lucas, who and mm-hmm. Mewtwo, who were in the game, who should have just been in the base game, because they weren't new to the series, you know? like I, Roy! And, and that, didn't mind, that didn't bother me so much in Smash 4, because at the time, this was, like, our first example of Smash mm-hmm. DLC, but then they start off so freaking strong with, like, someone as weird as Piranha Plant, and then, like... 
those yeah, crazy thirds and then the crazy third party picks that make up the mm-hmm. fighters pass and then yep another another fire emblem like uh, another fire emblem. did you like see donkey's was... fire emblem video uh smash yes. video the, yes yeah. Dunk, <laughs> video game donkey what a guy uh, like yeah. i just <laughs> and i'm probably gonna play byleth when they come out oh like, definitely I'm, they I, look good they I'm, look really they look good i'm excited just... about it but after like after watching Sakurai count down the, all the Fire Emblem games on one hand and then be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is like the binary way of counting. I'm just like, what am I doing? It's six in the morning. This was <laughs> like, like it's mostly, the, if I had woken up and seen, mm-hmm. oh, Byleth and Smash, I'd be like, oh shit, because I love Byleth. Mm-hmm. But like, in the, and, and I was watching the Kind of Funny stream. Mm-hmm. So like, hearing all of the opinions and like seeing the Twitch chat of just being like, Dante, Dante. Yeah. And then like, equal force of like, Doom Guy is going to be, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, both of those, I'm down. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't just like, well, that's the thing. It was like the Smash- public disappointment. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I Smash Bros is such a interesting animal because it's so the product of this one director's mm-hmm. game director's like desires vision. and and vision. Mm-hmm. Um, while at the same time, it serves such a wide audience and such a wide appeal. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna tie it back to our original topic it's sort of like star wars in that star way wars. or at least yep. <laughs> at least star wars pre the disney buyout is that mm-hmm. especially when you look at the prequels like these this is a one man's vision of something that has so many so much wide appeal and mm-hmm. has so much um so many different parts that you know like you could have had george lucas you know you could have had I mean, it's kind of like what they initially tried to do with the Disney era movies is you had, you know, different directors coming in and giving their mm-hmm. stamp on Star Wars. Um, and but, but that's never what it was originally. It was always just this, at least the original movies, it was George mm-hmm. Lucas's Star Wars. You know, even when he didn't direct uh, um, Empire and Return of the Jedi, it was 100% his story. And it's just mm-hmm. this funny, auteur-driven piece of mass appeal media um, and Smash is just a, another example of that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So uh, before we finish, is there anything we haven't touched on in regards to the future of Star Wars that we want to go into? Um, not really. I mean, the, the yeah. Destiny clone is the most mm-hmm. that stands out to me every time I see it. I'm just like, fuck, that would be... Because <laughs> that would mm-hmm. work on so many different levels. And like you, yeah. could, you could have like Jedi smuggler mm-hmm. droid as like the three races yeah and like yeah no at this point i just want i i mm-hmm. yeah it, it would work it would be good it would, um, it would we work. didn't really we didn't really talk a whole lot about tv other than uh you're watching clone wars and i assume I that am. means you're excited for the new season whether or not you actually i, I have no yeah, idea what's gonna um, happen but i'm yeah. excited like i know that um, since the, i've enjoyed mm-hmm. or, from what i've enjoyed so far i have mm-hmm. no reason to think that i'm not gonna be super fucking hype for season mm-hmm. seven yeah, and uh, my I want to put this out there uh, somewhere on the internet so I can take credit if it happens. <laughs> I am calling that uh, the new Clone Wars season will tie directly into the Mandalorian, um, which seems obvious because there's going to be Mandalorian stuff in it. But specifically, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a young Moff Gideon um, in the uh, at the Siege of Mandalore, um, mm-hmm. along with potentially even a young Mando or at least his parents. Um, playing some sort of supporting role. Um, so I just want to speak that into existence. Um, so when it happens, I can take credit for it. 
Um, You're probably right. And uh, yeah, we we could have probably spent more time talking about the Mandalorian, but I think the general consensus with us and with people in general is that it was pretty freaking good. It was pretty fucking yeah. good. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. It like was it, was, no it wasn't like, disappointing. It wasn't game changing. It did, but it was an excellent way to launch a streaming platform and to get mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people on board mm-hmm. um, and down with the cult yeah. that is Baby Yoda, like exactly. the cult leader. <laughs> our cult leader baby yoda um so looking forward to season two i'm excited mm-hmm. for their other shows i want to get more information on uh kenobi and uh the cassie and andor show because i'm very excited for both of them um did you see that the the kenobi show like was rumored to be canceled and immediately after someone was like that's was, not true it was we don't so know how fake it was like a like, clickbait site that yeah it like okay. it, it exploded far beyond because just, just everyone's so like, hungry for it two but, swipes on twitter yeah and, yeah okay no, that's going to be huge. I, I, when that comes out, that's like I'm more excited for that than maybe any other movie or TV show that I know of right now. Like, tell I'm me why so I was going to ask if that was the one with Conor McGregor. It's Ewan McGregor, correct? <laughs> Ewan McGregor, <laughs> not Conor yes. McGregor. Yeah, Ewan yes. McGregor, the two, yes. the, the McGregor brothers. Yes, I. But I am so excited for the Kenobi series. He's like my favorite Star Wars character in the movie. So I <laughs> he's your favorite Star Wars about him. He is my favorite war. Um, Someone pointed out that rank his... all the wars. <laughs> the, oh my this is super random but in ap euro just all year like in the beginning we saw that there was this thing called the war of the roses and we were like we should are we not going to talk about this he was like you're not going to get a question on it and someone i can't remember who it was but someone on the just the other side of the class was just like like you're going to say this and then it'll be on the test watch so mm-hmm. all year War of the Roses, we would just, like, bring it, like, what the fuck was it? We're not going to Google mm-hmm. it, so, like, you got to tell us now. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, you know, this is on you. And then the first question on the AP mm-hmm. test was, like, what was the inspiration for the War of the Roses? And, like, most of us apparently got the right answer just off of, like, pulled uh, it out of our ass. Like, I, I don't know how. I don't think yeah. I did. But anytime just multiple wars come up, the, like, the War of the Roses was the first one to come up in my head. And I still don't know what it is. So about. that's your number one war? That's my, my first war is the War of the Roses. My second okay. one is probably the Clone Wars. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Third is the Console <laughs> Wars. And then the Gear Wars. And then Bionicles had wars, right? The, yeah. Yeah, right. I think so. I don't I mean, know. Maybe I don't not remember wars, just like coups. War. <laughs> I, cool. <laughs> A coup d'etat. Cool. Coup de tat. Coup um, de I definitely said it like that for way too long before ever hearing someone say it out loud. Um, I heard yeah. coup d'etat pronounced and I was like, what is that? And then once it's I saw like, it written down, I was like, that's the thing from the thing. Uh, well, you, the, the, for me, that was hors d'oeuvres. Like, mm. I heard the term for so long and then I would see it written and have no idea what the word was. And then mm. finally I connected the two like... When I was an adult, like <laughs> way too late. Like I was like, what is this word whore divorce? And I just had no idea that was hors d'oeuvres, but I knew completely what hors d'oeuvres were. Like, it wasn't it. like I didn't know that the word was. I just had no idea that it was spelled like that and that that was the word that I was confused by for so many years. This is dumb. Like, if we're just talking about shit like this. The other day I heard someone say um, like the ground for experience. Like, uh-huh. instead of grinding for experience. Because in the past, I was just like, oh, there is no fucking past tense for grind. Cause, like, in the video game sense, but, like, whatever. When you said it the first time, I was just like, you, like, the ground for experience? Like, it took me way too long <laughs> to connect that, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Words are funny sometimes. <laughs> Words are fun in Star Wars times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, any last things <laughs> to touch on? I feel, fr- I feel pretty... Uh, 
optimistic, even though I wasn't a big fan of Rise of Skywalker. I, I, I'm glad they're taking a few years break from the movies, but I'm mm-hmm. also glad that it doesn't seem like they're taking a break overall. They're kind of mm-hmm. continuing what is working right now. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's more Star Wars now, I feel, than there has mm-hmm. been in years past, and I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of people talking about how like TV is the future of Star Wars. Like, I love Star Wars on TV now, probably more than Star Wars anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I think there's we're gonna see another billion of, dollar Star yeah. Wars movie. Like, yeah. We, it, yeah, like it'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. The break will do it well. It'll it'll create the hunger for it again, mm-hmm. especially if you know Mandalorian continues to be a success. Like, the fact that it is such a wide appeal show, like mm-hmm. it's. It's very inside Star, like inside baseball, mm-hmm. um, with a lot of the references. But it's clearly appealing to a wide enough audience yeah. that it's like going to keep the, the. Even if you don't watch the show, you like care about Baby Yoda because of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like even exactly. if you don't, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to escape Star Wars. Like I feel like historically yeah. it's been hard to escape it, but now it is like everywhere, mm-hmm. especially with social media and them playing to social media. Because I am yeah. one billion percent convinced that like the sipping the cup, like Yoda mm-hmm. sipping that was. A meme first like someone thought of that as like well how do we like what would be a cute thing now that we have this little baby yoda thing let's make him do the like kermit sipping tea like and then yeah. it worked mm-hmm. like it's one of my favorite it memes it did it, 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 it will last i think yeah. um so so like no. if i were to send you um like star wars related memes or questions about your thoughts on the the whole star wars skywalker saga a lot of s's in that where would i find mm-hmm. you I was I had no idea what you were even <laughs> teeing up just there. I was so confused. Um, you can find me at Ewilshire Prime on Twitter and Instagram, also on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Edward Wilshire. Um, you can find my byline on CBR, comic book resources. Um, I think that that covers it. Watch this. Uh, listen to the Save Greendale Committee. Um, when this airs, an episode will have gone up yesterday because we're we're back um, now for the second half of season one, uh, recapping every episode of Community. Um, and uh, yeah, check that out. Check everything else out that I do. And uh, follow Bo as well. Follow me at Brother Grim Bo with two M's. Um, I, don't, I don't do much. I just, I, I'm going <laughs> to probably post a lot of pictures of this cat if no one... Yeah, follow the cat story. I want to yeah. know about that. Yeah, and no, I'm yeah. going to... I know that I need updated. to ethically... <laughs> find it the rightful owner if there is mm-hmm. one but i'm also like if your cat follows me home it's my cat now so like it has chosen you like it is yeah mm-hmm. like he's oh he's just he's such a such a good boy okay <laughs> i'm well, glad i'm glad because you were definitely not a cat person when we met oh no yeah i was yeah. very much like i'll kick your cat in the face type person like i was scared yeah. of cats like it was not good this is why i'm convinced that one day you'll very much have a kid and love it dearly I Even know, I like, hate kids. <laughs> at some point, just I'll, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, rather than trapping Bo in that, we'll end it here. So, as usual, hashtag stay loose, um, and uh, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Stay loose. <laughs>